0: Amen. All right, back to Isaiah 55. I love that song when she sings it. I always want to go, bum, 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 like a trumpet uh, on that chorus. I threatened her this morning. I said, I'm going to do it today. She says, no, please don't. Uh, and uh, just stand up and uh, blow my trumpet. Amen. Uh, Isaiah chapter number 55. As, as I was studying in really uh, about Christmas, and in fact, there's a message that I preach uh, called Ho, Ho, Ho. Uh, and uh, that uh, deals with the three times that that word uh, is used uh, in the Bible. Uh, and uh, as I was studying for tonight's uh, message, in fact, uh, brought me to a parallel passage, and I saw that there and, uh, and, uh, and just um, thought about it for a little bit. Uh, whenever the Bible uh, uses that word, uh, it, it calls for um, the most earnest attention. Um, it's it's God, God getting our attention, and, but when he does that, it, it helps us to see that whatever he's saying. Now, remember, everything that God says is important. I mean, every, every part of your Bible uh, is an important part of the Bible. Uh, but there are times in uh, biblical language where God draws special attention uh, to some things. And, uh, and this is one of those times. This is, uh, this is God's gospel sermon. Uh, the entire chapter, uh, chapter number 55, uh, is in the first person singular. Uh, and uh, it's God speaking, uh, and it's an offer of salvation that is sincere, and it is universal, uh, and, uh, and it's directed at those who are hopeless uh, and helpless uh, to do anything about salvation uh, on their own. Now we understand the context of uh, uh, of the prophet Isaiah, and not to get into like, you know, uh, you know who, who wrote. We know Isaiah wrote most of it. We know that some of his disciples, um, some of it was written after he was uh, he was dead. Uh, continued these things, but we know God wrote all of it uh, by inspiration, uh, and there's a messianic um, prophecy uh, concerning. Uh, Christ and His coming and who He was uh, as a Redeemer uh, to all people, uh, not just the children of Israel. Uh, and God is a sovereign God, uh, but we also understand, um, biblically speaking, uh, that He's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Uh, in fact, uh, if we were to go back to Isaiah chapter number 1, just really quick, if you would please. Isaiah chapter number 1. Uh, in verse number 18, uh, the prophet uh, wrote this. He said, come now uh, and let us reason together, saith the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. Um, laying out for us uh, under inspiration of God, God speaking to us uh, that we're to reason with him. Uh, come together and reason. It's not necessarily to debate uh, with the Lord, because uh, guess what? Uh, you'll lose that debate every single time. Uh, his ways are higher uh, than our ways, his thoughts than our thoughts. Uh, we are, um, uh, we're no match uh, for uh, the Lord, uh, and uh, especially as He is doing a work in our heart uh, through the Holy Spirit of God. Uh, So he said, as we reason together, come, let us reason together, saith the Lord, uh, though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Speaking to the cleansing uh, that comes through salvation uh, and through his blood, though your sins be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. Now I don't, um, I know what the Bible says about justification uh, and uh, salvation and what God has done and how his righteousness uh, is applied to my life. I know uh, the Bible says that when I got saved, though my sins be as scarlet, uh, they are made white as snow, like crimson, and then made like wool. The Bible says that He buries my sins as far as the east is from the west. He buries them in the deepest sea. Uh, he remembers them no more. Uh, that I'm justified uh, in Christ uh, just as I've never sinned. Uh, I'm a sinner uh, saved by grace, uh, and we have all those Bible verses uh, that give us knowledge and some understanding as to uh, transactionally uh, what takes place when someone gets born again. But, um, you know, but we really don't understand all of it. Um, I, I don't know. Uh, I, can't, I can't tell you. You can't tell me how it all works. We just believe it and understand it by faith. We trust that God's going to do uh, what He says uh, that He's going to do. Uh, and, uh, and we uh, base uh, our spiritual decision to trust Christ as our Savior. Uh, and then subsequently every other decision uh, that we have in light of that being born again. Uh, what, should my, what should my life be about? What's the direction of my life and the meaning of life and, and all these? God lays those things out for us uh, in His Word. Uh, but here we have uh, a call for the most earnest attention uh, in verse number one of chapter number 55. And it really gives to us um, a gracious invitation. Uh, as a, as I think of um, what people need today, people are so afraid. And just when you when you just started feeling good, uh, and then the news breaks out, uh, we're going to be in a permanent pandemic in uh, this variant that I'm not a conspiracy theory, but uh, theorist, but I'm almost one uh, when it comes to all this nonsense. Uh, and uh, and so it's like uh, I was reading about it. Uh, this is a little rabbit for just a second. Bear with me. Uh, I was reading that it's you know uh, the symptoms are less. You you don't lose your smell. You don't lose your taste. Uh, and uh, so it's the symptoms are way less, but people are most scared of it. Uh, and countries are shutting down and everything else. And what a great selling point uh, for a vaccine. You can get the vaccine, uh, it'll make your symptoms less, or you can just get a COVID that makes your symptoms less. Uh, and, uh, and so anyways, uh, people are flipping out uh, again. Uh, and uh, it's part of this whole cycle. And I, and I really believe uh, that, uh, that um, there's a part in all of this where we, we, the governments have to keep people scared Uh, and uh, all that what it is um, people are Uh, and as a Christian um, worst case scenarios and everything pandemics or whatever uh, if you get COVID and you die you uh, enter into uh, the presence of the Lord and we know that but even though we know uh, we're not to fear death um, we're afraid of the process Uh, we we, uh, have Uh, anxiety about uh, life, uh, and there seems to be so much need. uh, So much need uh, spiritually, emotionally, um, financially. uh, There is just a tremendous amount of need. And when I think of Christmas, Christmas season, we know the greatest gift that God's ever given us was His Son, Jesus Christ. Uh, and, uh, And the gift of salvation fills in our life, our soul, the greatest need um, that, that we ever have. Um, the Bible says that without Christ, we're dead in trespasses and sins. Um, we, we're, we're hopelessly lost uh, and, and have, um, we have no hope. Uh, the Bible says that, that people that, that are without Christ are without hope, under condemnation. So witnessing, telling people about Jesus the best activity that we can be involved in as Christians uh, and in really something that we should be communicating to the people all around us. Every conversation that we have right now, uh, if it's about you know, um, unemployment and finances and you know, everything else, uh, it, you, should, you should be able to turn it back to, uh, to Jesus. Uh, if, it's, if it's the fear of, of whatever, get those conversations back to Jesus. Uh, and, and God does that here and lists for us this invitation and the recipients of this call in verse number one of, of, of chapter number 55, um, is they, they're needy. Let's read it again. Verse one. Ho, everyone that thirsteth, come ye to the waters. He that hath no money, come ye, buy and eat. Yea, come, buy wine and milk without money uh, and without Price, When you think about gospel parallels to, uh, communi- that communicate our need, in Luke chapter 14, for example, where God is talking about the marriage supper of the Lamb uh, and bidding uh, people to come, and, uh, and they don't. And He says, go out into the highways and hedges. And uh, He says the, the crippled uh, and the blind uh, and the, uh, the poor and the lame. Uh, he said, bring them in. Um, these were needy people. Um, we're all needy, all right? Uh, now, I think of uh, that term, and uh, there are certain, uh, certain times you have people in your life who, uh, who you would give that title uh, or that moniker to. They're, uh, they're extra needy. Uh, they uh, need more attention or they need more uh, whatever. Uh, and, uh, but the truth of the matter is all of us um, are desperately needy. Uh, when it comes to uh, life uh, in spiritual things. What Jesus, what God uh, in the flesh uh, and in Jesus Christ, what He provides for us uh, is uh, the fulfilling uh, of this need. But what God says in Isaiah 55 is that these people, it says, Ho, uh, everyone that thirsteth, come buy. You, you don't have any money. Come purchase, buy. Uh, you can do that, uh, and uh, and but there's nothing uh, that you have uh, that can uh, that you can give that you can bargain for your own salvation. Um, there's there's nothing in us good. Uh, there's there's nothing that we can we can offer God. Um, he said you, you have no money. Come and buy. Uh, and, and it is a gracious invitation, the recipients of which uh, are very needy. So as I think of the greatest need of people and, uh, and I try to transition uh, my conversations into a spiritual thing, which we should all learn how to do. And sometimes there's no easy transition. Uh, and, you know, somebody is like, oh, there's that. You know what you need? You need Jesus. <laughs> uh, and, uh, in fact, uh, shirt makers came out uh, just little, uh, not too long ago. It says, you all need Jesus <laughs> uh, on the shirts. And so people re- uh, read that uh, and, uh, and perhaps see their need, perhaps, you know, see a fight. Uh, who knows what they might see? Uh, but the truth of the matter is that they need Jesus. Uh, and, uh, and get that conversation that way. Uh, but not only do we see these recipients... Uh, are, um, are needy, uh, but we see in this passage God's genuine desire uh, for the salvation uh, of all sinners. Uh, when we get down, uh, well, let's read verse number two. Wherefore do ye spend money for that which is not bread, and, and ye labor for that which satisfieth not? Hearken diligently unto me, and eat ye that which is good, and let your soul delight itself in fatness. Incline your ear and come unto me, hear, and your soul shall live. And I will make an everlasting covenant with you, even the sure mercies of David. Behold, I have given him for a witness to the people, a leader and commander to the people. Behold, thou shalt call a nation that thou knowest not, and nations that knew not thee shall run unto thee, because the Lord thy God and for the Holy One of Israel Hath glorified thee. This is all uh, prophetic uh, language uh, concerning uh, Jesus uh, and his coming. Uh, but then he, he lays out the generous provision, not just the gracious invitation, but the generous provision uh, that he has provided. Uh, and that is something that he's given us that is abundant and it's free. Uh, and uh, that it can be purchased with no money. Uh, that we can buy and eat uh, without price. Uh, and the Bible says that salvation is a gift and it is a free gift uh, from God. Uh, it says but we're saved by grace through faith that not of ourselves. It's the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Uh, but there's a, an expectation uh, that is laid upon us in this passage of Scripture, which, by the way, uh, is one that follows all the way through the Bible. Uh, in the New Testament as well. And we read about that in verse number six. The Bible says, Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call ye upon him while he is is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts, and let him return unto the Lord, and he will have mercy upon me uh, and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. Now I'm thankful uh, that God's uh, saving grace is abundant and free. Uh, I'm thankful that uh, that uh, He's not willing that any should perish, that all should come to repentance. The Bible says in Acts 20, 21, testifying both to the Jews and the Greeks, and also to the Greeks, repentance towards God and faith toward our Lord Jesus Christ. Um, people today, Christians, preachers, um, are afraid uh, to lay out from the Bible um, Even though salvation is free, if you believe that salvation is free, say amen. Amen. It's it's all of grace. It's the gift of God. Uh, But but God lays out a necessary precondition for us to be saved. Uh, And uh, and, and He tells us about that all the way through uh, the New Testament as well. uh, And He's given it to us here in verse number 7. He says, let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts and let him return unto the Lord. Repentance, there's a a negative and a positive side to repentance. Uh, Some would say that uh, forsake and return are both sides uh, of uh, the same coin of repentance. Uh, What a person needs to do um, in order to be saved is all done by Jesus Christ. Um, he He has provided salvation uh, on Calvary's cross, uh, he has died for sinners once for all. Uh, and, uh, and if you're saved today, uh, nothing can separate you from the love of God. Uh, you're saved to the uttermost. You're sealed, the Bible says, unto the day of redemption. But in order for you to be saved and to call upon the, the Lord, um, repentance has to take place. Uh, and uh, I know that repentance is defined um, in many different ways, uh, some have simplified it uh, to mean it's like an about face. It's like you're you're going in one direction. Repentance means to go uh, in another direction. Uh, but it's more involved than that. Uh, it is it is forsaking um, our sinful way. Uh, it is it is uh, the unrighteous man forsaking his unrighteous thoughts. It's me as a sinner. Uh, realizing that I am a sinner and that my sin separates me from God uh, and is asking God to forgive me of those sins and to cleanse me. Though my sins be as scarlet, I need cleansing from God and this cleansing comes through His shed blood. Uh, and, uh, but the thing is, is that God can't allow sin uh, into heaven. And the sin uh, from, the, from the book of Genesis all the way through Revelation is God dealing with sin uh, and, and is satisfaction uh, of, for the payment of sin through Jesus Christ. Our sin separates us from God and we have to forsake it and turn from it uh, and then and return to the Lord. That's what it says. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts and let him return unto the Lord. And the Bible says, and he will have mercy uh, upon him. So forsake and return. Uh, The Bible talks about those in in the New Testament uh, church who uh, forsook idols (laughs) uh, and turned to the living God. Uh, They they said no uh, to the sin that separates them from God uh, and yes to God and His way. Uh, They were on a path, the Bible says, that led to destruction. Now they're on a new path. They have a new light under their feet, a lamp in a light uh, through the Word of God. Uh, there, we sing about it. The kids do all the time. Uh, every, well, I don't know if they do it all the time, but I know they do it uh, during VBS and uh, other things. It's the things I used to do, I don't do them anymore. The places I used to go, I don't go there anymore. There's been a great change since I've been born again. So in 1987, when I got saved, uh, I realized that I was a sinner uh, and, uh, and I forsook Sin uh, and I and the uh, and the unrighteous thoughts and turn to God. I say, God, here's my sin. I don't. I, I forgive me. I don't want to do it anymore. Uh, and uh, and then, by the way, not to get too far into that, uh, there's fruit meat for repentance. When you re- repent and turn from stuff, you don't do them anymore. Uh, and uh, and but when I got saved, uh, there are things. I didn't have to, well, let me put it this way. Before I got saved, B.C., I always put it that way, B.C., before Christ. Um, before Christ, I had, I had a terrible mouth. Uh, I, would, I would curse every other word. Um, when I got saved, um, I didn't know the Bible said, a froward mouth that the Lord hate. I didn't know, I didn't know what the Bible said about about my tongue or about language and cursing. I had no idea about any of those verses in the Bible. But I knew intuitively, through the Holy Spirit of God, um, that my language needed to change. And, uh, and I, I remember uh, the last time uh, that I cursed out loud. Uh, and you say, you curse in, in quiet? <laughs> uh, no. Uh, but, uh, but uh, And, uh, and I, I remember it, and I felt so bad when it happened. My point is this, is that the Holy Spirit of God is a new creature in Christ indwelling you, um, teaches you, convinces you, convicts you of those things. I didn't need a discipleship class. I didn't need somebody telling me I knew. And by the way, um, even B.C., People who are uh, who are aren't saved. uh, They know when uh, when things are appropriate, not appropriate. Even if they if they don't follow biblical principles concerning that, they know that if they swear in front of their grandma, they're going to get rolled. And so, or you know, they don't they put it away when they're at work, in in different environments. People understand and people know. But um, I knew that as a Christian, I shouldn't talk that way anymore. Um, because, because I'm, I'm forsaking those things uh, and turning to God uh, and, uh, and, and, and having to put on Christ and put off the old man and his deeds and, uh, and, uh, and there's a wonderful, wonderful um, truth uh, that the Bible says as we read further in this passage uh, about God's thoughts, yes, uh, but that his word there, uh, will not return unto him void. Uh, there were people that were praying for me to get saved. Um, there are people that invited me to church. There there was a, a family uh, that, um, uh, well, uh, Brian Johnson, who's missionary to Lithuania, who I said last week we're not going to support anymore because he didn't call uh, when he was in the States. Uh, and uh, But um, if I was to spend the night at his house on a weekend, the rule was, well, if you're coming over, you got to go to church on Sunday. And I didn't go, uh, I didn't negotiate, like, you know, do we have, you know, can we come to some kind of compromise? Uh, They're like, if you're staying at our house, you're going to church. And, uh, and at, I didn't like that at first, but, but I'm like, I get to spend time with my friend uh, and uh, I, can, I can put up with going to church. And so I would go uh, and go reluctantly. But here's the thing. When I went, guess what I heard? The word of God uh, and uh, the gospel message. Uh, and uh, so I started going to church uh, when I was um, probably 12. I didn't get saved I was 14. Uh, and from 12 to 14, things weren't very good. Uh, and, uh, but here, my, the point is that God says that His Word will not return unto Him void. Every time the Word of God uh, is preached... Uh, in red, there's a promise attached to it. It is doing work, whether you think it is or not. Whether you push back against it, whether you accept it, whatever the case may be, it is doing what God says uh, it's going to do. It's sowing seed. That's why we give out gospel tracts. And, uh, and uh, I got some in here uh, in my pocket from, uh, from Lakewood Baptist Temple when I was over there that I thought were pretty cool. And, uh, and I didn't take them out of my pocket. I noticed them a little while ago. Uh, and, uh, and so we, sh- we, we hand them out. Why? Because they've got Bible verses on them. We want to invite people to church, but more important than whether they come to church here or not is that they read those Bible verses because God has attached a promise to those verses uh, and God is going to do something. So as people invited me and invested in me and sent me to camp, et cetera, uh, there was a point where uh, the Holy Spirit of God convicted me of my sin and I realized that I was a sinner and that I needed a Savior. Uh, that I can't, I can't work my way to heaven. There's nothing that I could do uh, to to satisfy uh, the the um, holiness of God uh, in my life, and so I repented, but I didn't know what repentance meant. Uh, nobody had to sit down and, and, and tell me that uh, that you know uh, when 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 I, I got the conviction that I'm a I'm a sinner. Um, I didn't with Pastor Williams who dealt with me at the altar. I didn't go well. Is this a sin? Um, or uh, this this way? You mean like if I get saved, I gotta stop doing that? I I knew that I needed to because God was bringing conviction through His Spirit. I don't know how many times I've knocked on a door uh, and shared the gospel with somebody, uh, and uh, uh, and and I've said, um, you know, given the what the gospel says uh, about sin and, and Jesus' payment for our sin. Um, do you realize they're like, ma'am, I'm, I'm a I'm a sinner, and they they realize it, and they, and they don't have to. Uh, you know, I'm am sitting in their living room, uh, and uh, there's bongs and uh, and beer cans and whiskey bottles and uh, and pornography. Um, there's, 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 there's no mistaken. Uh, and, uh, but when it comes down, they're like, well, um, so what you're saying is if I accept Christ as my Savior, I got to stop these things? And the temptation of soul winners today is, no, no, let's not worry about that right now. We want them to pray a prayer of belief without, without repentance from sin. We say, let's not worry about that right now. Um, and we get, them, we get them to pray a sinner's prayer, um, but without, without repentance towards their sin. We, we can get them to pray. Uh, we have another notch uh, in our evangelistic uh, Bible belt and uh, another name written in heaven, and it's just not true. A person cannot get saved unless they forsake and return lest they say, God, I'm sorry for my sin, uh, and, uh, and I'm dead to that and alive unto Christ. I mean, that's all part of the process. Jesus comes in, he trans- it's a metamorphosis, a transformation. Uh, I'm a new creature in Christ. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. And it's not overnight, every little thing. I get that, I understand that. People grow different, and they learn from the word of God. Uh, but I know this, that if you, if you realize uh, that it's your sin... And you name whatever sin that is uh, that hung Jesus on that cross. Uh, and uh, for you to pray and think that you can just go right back to that, uh, something has broke, been broken down in that process. And to be honest with you, most of the time it's the soul winner who is not properly addressing um, the issue of sin. I've had people say, who do you think you are coming here telling me I'm a you sinner? Know, I'm a sinner. Uh, and uh, the Bible says, I'm not condemning you. You're under condemnation, uh, and, uh, and I'd give them the word. I'd get, and give them another Bible verse, and, uh, and they say, well, what about this? And I'd give them some more of the Bible. Why? Because that's what God will use. So, so there is a gracious, gracious invitation for anyone to come uh, if you thirst and, uh, and uh, where you can, uh, you can buy when you have no money uh, and buy and eat and come and buy without money, without price. And uh, in God's generous provision uh, through His Son, Jesus Christ coming to die, uh, but the expectation uh, that uh, we forsake uh, our sin and our unrighteous and turn to God. But here's the one main issue that I don't want you to miss. Uh, from this passage today, and that's from verse number six. The Bible says, "Seek ye the Lord while he may be found; call ye upon him while he is near." Uh, I believe this. When you take things like uh, Luke chapter number fourteen, um, you take you take uh, scriptures where where God has provided an invitation, and people have ignored that invitation and God, God says, all right, don't invite them, invite these people, uh, that only, uh, there's not an unlimited time or a, unlimited amounts of time in our life where, where we can get saved. The um, Bible says, choose ye this day and, uh, and, and lays a great emphasis upon not putting off and, and it says here: Seek the Lord while He may be found, and call upon Him while He is near. Now this week we've uh, we've talked with people who've uh, who've lost loved ones, who they've just recently witnessed to, who have said, "I don't want to hear anything about it." Um, I have people in my own life uh, who have cancers, and uh, and uh, and they're not. Um, um, some of them aren't interested. Uh, Some of them know. I remember like with my dad and and I don't know. I, I hope that my dad got saved. He didn't. There was no fruit. There was no evidence that my dad got saved. But I witnessed to my dad multiple, multiple times. He'd, he'd, you know, call, drunk call me in the middle of the night, you know, and it's and like, I, Bobby, I taught you everything you know about fishing and stuff like that. And, and like, yeah, I said, Dad, but I, I got some things I can teach you. And he, he responds like, yeah, I know. Uh, and um, he would, you know, he would be, he'd give me those glimmers of hope that, uh, that, he, that he knew. Uh, there, was, there was times with, uh, with other of my relatives, I remember sitting in a Chili's restaurant with one, uh, and, uh, and laid the gospel out. Uh, and they're like, they're like I, know, I know I'm a sinner, but I'm just not ready. And where I thought of the story of King Agrippa, almost persuadest thou me to be a Christian. Like almost. And uh, like they were so close. And I think about, call on him while he is near. Seek him, uh, you know, when he can be found. If the Holy Spirit of God nudges you uh, in the least bit to trust Him as your personal Lord and Savior, I wouldn't ignore it. Because there's only going to be a, 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 a limited amount of times in your life uh, where you do it. You think of the, in, in Proverbs. Uh, where he, he says, um, I've, I've called and you wouldn't answer. I'm paraphrasing. Uh, and it says, I'll mock when your fear cometh and when your calamity cometh. So it's the fruit of your own ways. It's like, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm calling and, and you, just, you just won't have it. Uh, and there's a point in, in, in people's lives where God just goes, hands off. Uh, and, uh, and there's no longer um, that pull. I remember hearing a story. We were just talk, talking about this with somebody out in the foyer a few weeks ago. I was listening to a message, uh, and this preacher was talking about three... The, the title was The Three Roads to Hell. Uh, and to not get into all of the details of the message, but he gave an illustration of a, of a girl, a teenage girl, uh, who, um, whose parents are praying that she would get saved. And uh, and so they would, they would... I mean, they're praying as mom and dad um, that she would get saved, and... Uh, They would, uh, they would, they're having all kinds of other people pray that she would get saved. They would always like, hey, would, you know, would you like to go forward and get saved? And we're we're constantly giving her the gospel, exposing her to the gospel at youth camps and in uh, youth activities uh, and and time and time again, exposing her to uh, the gospel. Well, long story short, there came a point to where um, they were in a camp meeting And uh, people have been fasting and praying for this girl to get saved, and so so finally it was during the invitation time, and she had kneeled down in between uh, uh, the seats with a a soul winner, and people were like excited, like this is it, like she's going to get saved, she's going to get saved, and and uh, and as they came up from that, uh, the soul winner kind of turns to mom and dad, and it's like no, like you know she didn't. And uh, and basically, when they confronted her about it again, uh, she's like, she's like, um, um, no. It's like, uh, it's it's I don't I don't want it, um, uh, and basically leave me alone, was the conclusion. Uh, and uh, and then the story goes that they had left that same camp, uh, the father and the daughter, uh, and, um, and um, whatever happened, uh, they hit up. Um, concrete embankment at the end of the road. You know, see like some places where you go right or left, but there's a concrete wall uh, that's there and they plowed into this concrete wall. And the, the girl was pinned uh, in the car. So this is a testimony of her dad. And so they've been pleading for her to get saved, begging for her to get saved. And so as his daughter was pinned in there, burning to death and uh, just on fire and and perishing. Um, The dad was saying like, please, please ask Jesus to save you. And here's what she says. She says, dad, I can't. I can't. And uh, so there are times when people are on their deathbeds and uh, or in spots like this, where we think that they just put off, they just want to sow their wild oats, they just want to whatever, uh, and when it all comes down to it, they'll just call on Jesus to save them. It's not how it works. You can't get saved anytime you want to. The Holy Spirit of God's got to draw a person. There needs to be conviction. And when that girl said no and no and no and no to God so much that while she was burning up with fire, and died in that wreck, consciously, flesh burning off. She says, Dad, I just, I can't. That, that scared me to death. And so my point is this, is that call on him while he is near. Seek him when he may be found. You're here today in a gospel preaching church. here in the gospel. In the Holy Spirit of God, I'm not talking about it's a sad story or whatever, I'm I'm communicating that story to communicate the truth uh, that you can lay by a pool for 30 years, uh, but unless the Lord stirs the water, you're not not getting what you need. We have those illustrations in the Bible. Um, The Holy Spirit, God wants to save, and and He gives you the gospel, and He gives you salvation, but it's up to us to receive it. And, uh, and I just don't want people to say no, 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 no to God to where I'm gonna sit by them at some bedside like what I've heard this week from somebody and say, please get saved. and like, I just don't want, I don't want, any, I don't want to hear anything about it. And, uh, and, and somebody who, who is in that position, um, when, when they die, the Bible says they will spend an eternity in hell. Um. And I don't want that for anybody that I know. I want that for anybody, period. And God, God says that he is not willing that any should perish, but all should come to repentance. Uh, but he doesn't just save you, despite you. Uh, you have to see, uh, I, I have need uh, and, I have a, and I need a savior. Forgive me, forsake and return to the Lord. Uh, and when God reminds you and brings conviction in those moments in your life, uh, I hope and trust that you, that you, that you follow. The spirit's leading, and ask God to save you. Uh, and uh, because there might come a time where that won't happen anymore. Now I believe that until a person dies, there's always for me the hope that they would get saved. People say, "What's the, you know, what's the sin, the unforgivable sin," uh, and. Uh, um, you know, some say it was blasphemy of the Holy Ghost. The only sin you can't be forgiven of uh, really is dying without Christ. And so up until that time, I don't, I, I, if somebody, if, if they're reprobate, uh, if they've sinned away their day of grace, if they've said no, if there's if they're somebody like that girl, if there's somebody who's like, uh, I don't want to hear it, I don't want to talk about it. And I've had people in my life who said that who, who are gracious, they're saved today. Um, I don't want nothing to do with it. You keep your religion. Uh, and, uh, and even if they're mocking, the Bible says that if you blaspheme the Holy Ghost, there's no forgiveness in this world or the next. And there are people who blaspheme the Holy Ghost uh, that have really just punched their ticket to hell. But I don't know if they've done that or not. I've had people call this church. I, I think I may have, uh, I, I may have um, blasphemed God. Uh, I think I've, uh, I can't get saved and, and I said, ma'am, I said, the very fact that you're on the phone right now talking to me about this is evidence of the fact that you're not gone. That God's bringing conviction. You're, you feel guilty about it. And, um, and uh, so since I don't know uh, if somebody's like that, I'm just going to give them the gospel. And, uh, and even this individual said, well, you know, we, we gave them a letter. Uh, we've witnessed to them. Uh, and uh, sometimes people are so filled with pride. There are people who said, no, 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 I don't like you. You're, you know, Bible thumper and on and on and on and on. No, 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 no. And in the privacy in those last moments, God does a work and they ask Jesus to save them and, and they get saved. And, and, and when we get to heaven, we might be surprised. And that's what I hope for my dad. Because I know that there were times where he was under conviction, and as I looked at when I went to his house and uh, and uh, to wait for the medical examiner, and and um, there were bowls of of antacids and uh, his insurance paperwork is out. I knew that he was having a health, some health issues and knew that. And uh, and I hope that he I hope that he knew um, that he was dying. Uh, and, uh, and that God used that uh, at that time and, and that my dad got saved. I hope so. But if he didn't repent and turn to Christ, my, my dad's in hell. And, uh, and I don't soft soap that because it's going to offend somebody or whatever because the Bible says what it says. And, um, and, uh, and I keep, I keep uh, uh, in my Bible right here, I've got a, Um, his obituary uh, as a bookmark in my Bible that I keep in Ezekiel um, that reminds me of my responsibility uh, as a watchman to tell people. And I hope that he got saved. Um, But I'm I'm pretty doubtful that he did. And, And there are people that love you and that care for you. Um, that don't want to live the rest of their life wondering. And so I hope today that if you're here and you're not saved, that you get saved. And if you got somebody like like my dad in your life, that you get over yourself and any fear that you have uh, and you tell them that Jesus loves them and wants to save them. and uh, And if they're like, I know, I know, I'm a sinner, and uh, keep on them. But remember, the Holy Spirit's got to save them. You can't, and uh, and I hope that they, I hope that they get saved. Let's all stand uh, with our heads bowed and our eyes closed, and.